Welcome to the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm Elise and I'm on a mission to help women break free of feeling stuck in survival mode and enjoy motherhood again, even through the tough seasons. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused and didn't know my calling beyond motherhood or even if I had one. The last few years have been a journey of finding myself again, becoming well from the inside out and figuring out how to enjoy this time with my little ones. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full, abundant life, and I know that that includes us mothers. Join me here for conversations around living with intention, simplifying our homes, holistic health, including quitting the tox, how to really walk in faith in today's world, conscious parenting and marriage, and so much more. So mama, if you've been finding life stressful and overwhelming lately, I'm here for you and I'm so glad that you are here too. Let's take a moment, grab a cup of tea or a glass of bubbles and let's get into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show and you are in for a treat today. I have with me Gina Morton, who has created the brand Tight Ship Mama, and she also has a podcast called Pruning to Prosper. And today we are having a conversation all around decluttering our wardrobe. So Gina, thank you for joining me today and welcome. Thank you for having me, Elise. This is so fun. Um, I'm excited to be here. Amazing. So can you introduce yourself a little bit of a backstory of who you are, where you're from, who's in your family? Okay, sure. So my name is Gina Morton and I'm from Pennsylvania in the United States. And my husband is Dennis. We've been married for, I think, 18 years and we've got four kiddos. I have a boy that's 16 and then three girls, 12, eight and six. And I'm a declutter coach and I help women physically declutter their homes, but I also really, I help them run their homes efficiently. So I do budgeting, decluttering, meal planning and implementing routines. And with all of that, um, with the goal of helping them to step into the woman that God has created them to be. So really like have their homes almost run themselves so that they are free to, to be the mom they want to be and whatever they're called to do. I love it. We, I feel like we could talk for hours and hours, uh, but specifically today, we're going to talk about wardrobes because I think for women, particularly decluttering the wardrobe is a huge step in facing it, but feeling again, then actually getting it done. So before we get into that, could you share how you got into decluttering and became a declutter coach? I have always loved it ever since I was a little kid. Um, I was always getting rid of my parents' things, like unbeknownst to them. <laughs> I had a dollhouse that was my favorite toy and I was constantly like rearranging it and organizing it. And I don't know, I just, I don't know. I was always interested in it. And I remember in college, a friend of mine came into my dorm room to ask for a piece of paper that she needed, like a specific form or something. And I reached in my drawer and I pulled it out of the file. And she's like, you are so organized. And I remember thinking in that moment, 
oh, only I could get paid for that. Like if that was a thing, that would be awesome. And I didn't know that that was a thing back then. So I have a degree in environmental sciences and I have a minor in outdoor education. And um, I didn't really work very long. I probably only worked about seven years before I became a stay-at-home mom. So I was home for, I think 14 years when I launched my, my business, Tight Shit Mama. And I would just declutter for free. Like I would, if people were saying like, oh my God, my house is so messy or this, I'd be like, oh, can I come over? And I would just declutter. And then people would say, can I pay you? And I'd be like, no, I just love to do this, you know? And, um, but after quite a few times of doing that, I thought, you know what? Like, I am good at this. Like, I do think that this is a thing I could do. And, um, you know, my, even though my youngest was, um, I think she was probably four at the time. I felt like after you've been a mom a while, things get easier. <laughs> so you can, you kind of free up. You're like, okay, my house is running itself. Like I'm a little bit bored. And um, then we had COVID thrown in there, of course. So that was a, a little wrench in the plan, but for the most part, I was looking for something to do. And I thought, let me just give a try at this. And I did. And I didn't know about Zoom in the beginning of COVID because had I known about Zoom, I probably would have done so much better, so much faster because the first week of COVID, I had moms calling me saying like, I, my house is a mess. Like I need help. And I was, and I was just as overwhelmed because I had four kids home all of a sudden too. So I was like, I'm sorry. I, I can't. And we didn't know what this virus was all about. So I was like, I'm not going to anyone's house. So had I known about Zoom, I would have really pivoted faster. But now I do Zooms. I have clients like, um, really, I have like clients all over the world. It's so fun. And I, I still love the in-person, in-home stuff, but I, I love also, there's a lot I can do via Zoom. So it's been fun. Yeah. And I think that the last two years has really magnified um, our home environment and how like being at home a lot more over the last few years and you know really uh, working at home kids at home school at home everything that has really magnified whether we like our homes or not and so I love that for me decluttering and simplifying our home has really made it a space where I I haven't like yeah it's been annoying but you know I don't I don't anymore sit in my house and go I hate this place because it's stressful and overwhelming yeah and I um our first house when we got married was was small for for the United States standards so I really didn't I really had to keep things pretty minimal with the kids and um and I my anxiety rises with clutter I can't like I'm not a minimalist. My mom's always like, she's a minimalist, but I'm not. I'm actually quite a maximalist in things that I love. Like if I opened those cabinets behind me that you can see, you would see all my, <laughs> I'm a thrift store junkie. I love my whole house is like secondhand. I love shopping for that kind of stuff. So that stuff doesn't bother me, but I don't, I don't love a ton of like kitchen stuff and clothing and toys. And we do keep it pretty simple. Um, in other areas yeah there's a difference between having stuff that you love and enjoy and use and need to have 
And there's a difference between that and clutter and just mess and stuff. Yes, yes. And I think like, you know, from, we don't have a Babies R Us anymore. Do you have that in Australia? Babies R Us? It was like, did you have Toys R Us? Yes, yeah. So we had, yeah, Babies R Us in Toys R Us. Yeah, when that was around. Yeah. So that's not, we don't have that anymore here either. I think Target is pretty much where you go to register now if you have a baby. But back when I had my kids, you would go to Babies R Us and they would give you a, five pages of like recommended stuff that you needed for this baby that's like living comfortably in your tummy for nine months with nothing and then all of a sudden they need like a thousand dollars worth of like teasers and whatnot so I think like and you know everyone wants to be like the best mom they want to be so it's like the stuff just starts coming in right away and then people give you stuff and you know I do a whole thing on like accepting hand-me-downs like that's a whole nother thing we could talk about is accepting hand-me-downs and so it's it's a lot on a new mom to have Mm -hmm. just the baby and then all the stuff that comes with the baby yes yeah very quickly it gets overwhelming (laughs) so we've kind of touched but let's talk about the wardrobe specifically why is simplifying our wardrobe beneficial to us I think it's just one less thing for you to have to think about. And I really believe in the power of the mother. Um, I, I'm Catholic and I, so I love the blessed mother. And I think it's so cool that the very first miracle in the Bible is the turning the water into wine at the wedding, but it was Jesus's mom that was like, Hey, the wine has run out. Like, come on, buddy. We need, we need something to happen here. And she was like, right away, she's like setting the tone for like, it's go time, buddy. And I think that's, we set the tone for our home. Mm-hmm. And when you look, I mean, I'm not saying that you have to look picture perfect every time you leave the house, but when you feel good about what you're wearing, it changes how you step out your front door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, um, and if we can, my so my goal always with my clients is to, have their wardrobe, everything there needs to fit, flatter, and make you feel fabulous. And I never tell them they have to get rid of anything. If you have the space for it, I'm like, you can keep whatever you want to keep, but it has to fit within the spaces that you've allotted for it. That's all. I love that. Fit, flatter, and feel fabulous. Yes. That's amazing. And people get nervous that they're like, I'm not going to have anything left. And like, you will be so surprised. And really, when you build a wardrobe of better things that are quality, um, you're going to love them for so many more years. And then you toss in the accessories and the shoes and the purses and the belts and the scarves. And like, you could wear the same outfit every day. If it's neutral enough, no one's going to notice, you know, you do your, you know, a tight ponytail with slicked back is a whole different look than flowy in the same outfit, you know, but it's a whole different vibe. So you really, you can do so much with so little. And it's just like one last thing that you have to think twice about. Like just your, your, your wardrobe should be a boutique that you open the doors to every day where everything is just like made for you, you know? Yeah. And I think too, as you were saying, like feeling good when we step out of the house, getting dressed is one of the first things we do. Mm -hmm. If not the first thing you do, you get up, you get dressed before you do 
most other things, you get dressed. And so if you are within the first 10 minutes of getting out of bed, going into your wardrobe and feeling like I have nothing to wear, I hate everything, nothing fits me, then yeah, you're setting that tone from Mm -hmm. the day. You then have to come back from that. Right. I love, I love the idea of getting, getting dressed, opening your wardrobe, going into your wardrobe, loving what's in there, knowing that whatever you put on is going to fit you and you are going to feel good in. And then that is then setting you up for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. And, and makeup too. I mean, that's a whole nother thing too. Your makeup could be different every day, depending on what you wear. And I think like I, laundry is inevitable and the less, and people are always like, well, if I have less stuff, aren't I going to have more laundry? And I'm like, you have laundry anyway. So like I, in one routine doesn't work for everybody. So I don't have a, like, this is what we do at Tight Shit Mama. Everyone must do it this way. You have to do what works for you because some people live, like, I, I still remember my days of living in an apartment where we didn't have laundry. So it was a Saturday morning thing to go to the laundromat. So that's what some people have. Other people have very small machines that they can't do a ton, you know, and other people have two washers and two dryers in their house. You know? like, so it really depends on where the mom's coming from. Me personally, my kids go to Catholic school. So they have uniforms and they have um, one skirt and two tops and a gym uniform. That's it. And I wash them every night. So every night I do a load of laundry and um, they pull them out of the dryer in the morning. And so then there's just a few little things for me to fold and I put it on their bed and they put it away when they come home. So it's, it keeps it very easy, you know, and very quick. And she, I'm, once the kids are through the phase of um, wetting the bed and stuff, and I always say when they're done wetting the bed and when they know how to get sick, you know what I mean? Like if they have to get sick, they know to at least like get it in a bucket. When you hit that phase of, of motherhood, then I say it's safe to get down to one set of sheets. And I just, I wash, put them right back on the bed. So it's not that traveling basket of homework. You know, like I wash the sheets, now they're in the basket and they're gonna sit for two weeks. Yeah. Like, right back on the bed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And on the thought of re-wearing the same outfit, mm-hmm. I think a lot of women that is like, oh, but they know that I wore this to church last week or oh, I wore this to school pickup on Monday and it's now Thursday, but I wore this. No one is thinking of you. Everyone's thinking about themselves. So I think we need to get over the stigma of re-wearing. I, I re-wear, I wore this outfit yesterday, happily. I'm like, hey, it's not dirty. That's a miracle with my three kids. But Oh, so here's another tip for you. I wear an apron every day. That's another thing. I don't, so I don't save any clothing for, I mean, I have like my formal wear and stuff like that, that I'm not wearing every single day, but like, I don't say like the shirt I'm wearing as an Oxford. I don't say like, okay, well, this is for church or this is for a business meeting. I wear this, I wore this today Mm -hmm. and I just throw on an apron. I wear an apron pretty much all day long. Like my neighbors, my neighbors always see me in an apron, but if I peek out the window and it's somebody I'm like, Ooh, I don't want them to see, I just pull it off, whatever, open yeah. the door. 
So it protects your clothing and, um, you know, you're wearing, you're wearing your stuff and good, good quality clothing is going to last. Mm. So you can wear it, you know, and I've had stuff for years, you know, I have like Chelsea boots that are 10 years old and, you know, you just take care of your stuff and it'll last. Yeah. Yeah. Buy good quality in the first place. And instead yeah. of buying two t-shirts every summer because it gets stretched and worn or whatever, you're buying one that's going to last you four years. Yeah. So can you talk us through how we declutter our wardrobe? So say the mum is going into her wardrobe today. She's never decluttered before. What does she do? Okay. So the first thing I don't want people to do, and I have videos on YouTube on the whole Kanmari method of like pulling everything out. That's roughly what I do when I go into somebody's house. But when you are home alone, that is not what you should do because what happens is you pull everything out. The kid wakes up from the nap, you get sidetracked. And then you're like, oh my gosh, my bedroom's a mess. Everything's a mess and you're overwhelmed and it stays like that for weeks. So what I recommend for not just moms of little ones, but anybody, because you don't know how much time you really have when you get started. So I just say, start with like the smallest little space. You could say six inches worth of, of stuff. Okay. And I would start with your under things, start with your bras and your underwears and anything. We all have those under garments that we pass over because we're like, oh, that's like, feels weird or it tugs or the bra doesn't fit quite right. If you're passing over stuff, that's where you should start. Like just get rid of it. And if it leaves you with one good bra, then you have one good bra. That's it. Then you wash it at night and you dry it and it's fine. You know, um, we have way more than people had in the forties and the fifties, you know, like people had like, and even if you go to France, I don't know how it is in Australia, but like in Europe, like they're notorious for having like a very small capsule wardrobe. So like, it's, it's not the norm to have these huge wardrobes like we have in the United States. And um, so if you have like one good bra, great, maybe work on getting a second one, but like everything should really fit you good. And if not, get rid of it and treat yourself to new underwear, especially after, I don't know, I'm assuming your audience might be younger moms, you know, especially after you've breastfed for a year or something like you probably change sizes. So treat yourself when you wean the baby, treat yourself to a new bra fitting and go get that done. Um, and your body changes, like embrace it, love it. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's powerful. So just go celebrate when you're, you know, the different stages of mommyhood to get yourself some new things. Um, and so then from there and like do the socks, like do things that you're not really tied to emotionally. So you start kind of easy and then move into you can do it category by category. You could do it drawer by drawer, whatever you want to do, but just take out a manageable amount of stuff that you can put back very easily if somebody were to wake up and just have our donation bag. And I always keep a donation bag in my closet because sometimes you wear an outfit and at the end of the day, you're like, that's why I don't like that shirt. Like, do you ever like, you keep a shirt and you're like, I, why do I, I don't know. And you, I call it like one more time. If you're not sure, wear it one more time. And at the end of the day, make your decision. Like I'm either going to wash this and we're going to keep going or it's going to go right in the donation bin. But, and then also I do the same with my kids as their clothing comes through the laundry. 
I look at it, if it got a new hole in it, I'm like right into donation. Like I don't even put it back in their drawers. So always have a donation bag going on in your closet. And so, so just to answer your question, just keep going little by little, category by category, every, it, like, and if you just find yourself going past the same shirt, you know, mm. take it out and say, do I love this? Does it fit? Does it flatter? Does it make me feel fabulous? If not, you know, bye-bye. And I believe you should always ever, like, again, everything that you're looking at should fit you. So I get a lot of times well, I'm losing weight and I, you know, I don't want to get rid of that because I'm going to fit into it another time. And I'm like, okay, I get that. And if you have the space to take it out of your closet and put it under your bed, like in a different bin or put it in, box it up. But what's happening every time you open your wardrobe and you're looking at these clothes that are too small for you, it's like this little like ding on your like self-esteem. Like you didn't work out today. You're not in that outfit again. Look at you. What did you do? Like, and it's, it's subliminal. Like you don't know it, but it's happening. And it's like this pressure, like, oh, I didn't do it again this year, you know? And so just take it out of your closet altogether. And I only say to keep it because I know people are, are hung up on like, well, I loved it or I spent money. I'm like, okay, if you have room to keep it, keep it. But really, if you're going to lose weight, when you, when you lose the weight, you're going to want to buy new stuff, you know, everybody. <laughs> so in the end, you're probably not going to wear it anyway, but I'm cool with if people want to keep it. I'm like, I'm not like really hard to work with. I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, but it's also, you got to work with where people are at. So some mm-hmm. people want to go gung-ho, get rid of everything that doesn't fit, that doesn't feel good, that doesn't they don't love. But then there are, and you know, everyone has them, those one or two things in your wardrobe that you never wear, but you just can't get rid of. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. If you have the room to keep it, keep it, you know, it's no worries. Yeah. So have you ever gotten rid of anything that you have needed or missed? You know, there's like that myth, but what if I need it one day? What if I want to wear it one day? Yeah. Here's what I always say to clients about that. And I'll ask you the same thing. Do you believe in God? Do you believe that he's going to provide for you for your every need? Yep. So trust that if you ever need it, he will provide it and you don't have to worry. Like, and I'll, and if people are still like, I don't know, I don't know. I go, okay, let's play a game. Let's go on Facebook. And I want you to ask, just put it up on your, your group, your friends, you know, your regular Facebook page to say, Hey guys, I need a um, size five T orange t-shirt for my kid to wear for school tomorrow. And if you have a mom's group that you're in, boom, <laughs> within an hour, you're going to have an orange size 5T t-shirt. I, I promise you, like it's out there. So just trust that if you need it, it will be provided for you. Yeah. So, so, I've, so no, I've never gotten rid of anything that I've regretted. No, neither have I. And I think too, that you won't even remember what you've gotten rid of. No. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't tell you the last things that I threw it no 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 I did have a set I I used to collect teacups when I was a kid like all my babysitting money I would buy a vintage teacup and I did declutter a ton of them and I thought I got rid of all of them but 
one day I was in my basement and I found this box and I was like, what is in this box? And turns out it was all these, like, like just a couple teacups, maybe about 15 of them. So I brought them upstairs and I said to my girls, I was like, look at, these are mommy's teacups that I bought with my babysitting money. And so I put them all in this, we rearranged the kitchen a little bit and I put them in the cabinet and they have tea time every, like there's one right now on my kitchen table. And I, I already thought they were gone. So mm-hmm. I don't worry about, are they going to break? Because I feel like tea time is kind of our thing. They come home from school and we have tea and whatever junk. That's when I let them have like junk food is after school. <laughs> so, cause I figured it's far enough from bedtime and they're not going to get tired at school. So we have tea time. And I just think like use your things mm. because when you, you store it in your basement and like, you know, grandma's China was never, ever used. When you die, your kids are going to be like, what's this? Mm. Whereas if you used it every Sunday, they're going to say, oh my gosh, remember every Sunday we used grandma's China. And then they're going to split it up because they're going to say, I'll take two pieces. I'll take two sets. But otherwise it means nothing to them. Like things stored in a basement don't mean anything to your kids. Yeah. That's such a beautiful thought that it's more about the memories that you're Mm -hmm. making, not the stuff that you're collecting and is just collecting dust it is and my kids always had china they all got a good set of china for their their birth and um they all ate off of good china from the get-go and we've only broken one thing and that was me that dropped it (laughs) (laughs) so you know and they we call it their special china like that was the only thing like no other kid could use that kid's china and so, but, and eventually I put it away when they got bigger, but they still know like that was my special China. Mm. Mm, how nice. So yeah. good. Well, thank you, Jean. Do you have any last tips or encouragement for the mums that are listening? I would just say it's a lot easier to say no before things come in your house. Once it's in your house, it's yours to manage and move and nag about and stress about and clean and all the things. So, you know, I think the, the earlier you can start your kids on just like appreciating the, the time, the gift of time and activities with you and not like every time we go somewhere, we need to get something, you know, it just kind of stops that flow of stuff coming in. Cause like, if you really look at what your kids like they bring home a ton of stuff all the time, like the dentist or school, or it's like, oh my gosh, like now this thing is people have their kids' birthday parties at school, but they bring a gift for everybody in the class. And I'm like, well, wait, you're not the birthday kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they come home with all the stuff. I'm like, so then they were asking me, are we taking gifts for that? And I said, no, we're taking cupcakes and that's it. <laughs> High five on the way out the door. That's what we're getting, you know? So I think just like, just trust in your, your role as the mom and know that you are enough and your kids don't need something everywhere you go. And it really, it makes it so much easier, you know, to run your home with less stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it just comes to more clutter in your brain because you're seeing the clutter and then you're having to deal with it and make more decisions about it, which we don't need to add to the mum plate. No, we don't. And it's faster to clean. You're going to, you know, like 
it's so much faster to clean your house when there's not a lot of stuff in it. You know, like by the, if, if your house has a ton of clutter, by the time you pick everything up, you're exhausted and you haven't even cleaned yet. Mm. You know, less stuff, more life is I'm always like, just create the life, create the, the, the motherhood that you want for your kids. Mm. I love that. Less stuff, more life. Yeah. Curate your motherhood. You know what I mean? Like you get to design it. You get to be the mom that you, you envision to be not always always be perfect but like you know yeah but overall it's yeah we're setting the tone for the house comes back to the that the power of the mum. we set the tone for the home so we should let's create these beautiful havens for our family to thrive in not stressful overwhelming places that no one wants to be because no one likes yeah yeah and just get dressed like you deserve to get dressed and to look good and you know care of yourself I listened to your episode on self-care in the bible I loved that episode I totally was like yes 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 the whole time I was listening to it so if people haven't listened to Elisa's episode on that you need to listen to that (laughs) thank you that's that ties into I think the whole wardrobe thing like Mm. you know take care of yourself and Yes. Yeah. Well, Gina, thank you so much. There's been so much gold in this conversation with you. Can you just let, cause I know that so many mums are going to want more from you because I love how practical and real you are when it comes to decluttering. You know, a lot of us think, oh, it's, I just have to have 30 items in my closet and I can't have one more. Um, so can you let the listeners know where they can find you? Sure. So if you want to, I have, I'm not really active on YouTube anymore, but there is a YouTube channel, Tight Ship Mama, that has a ton of like decluttering videos and budgeting and meal planning videos and that sort of thing. Um, But then I'm probably most active on the Tight Ship Mama Facebook group. And there I do, I try to go live via Zoom a couple times a month. And sometimes it's a class that I teach. And sometimes it's just a Q&A where you can pop in and be like, I've got like my wedding dress. What do I do with it? And like, I could be like, okay, let's talk about it. Um, or it might be a budgeting question. It might be like, what's for dinner? Like, what's a quick thing for sports night? So um, I try to to hear from my my listeners, my viewers that way, you know, and um, and I just launched a podcast called Pruning to Prosper, and that's an episode every Wednesday. And I'm now adding a Saturday, which is going to be a five minute declutter episode. So it's kind of like I'll talk to you for five minutes, and you declutter for five minutes. And yeah, well, thank you so much, Elise. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on, and I'm sure we'll have more conversations in the future. Okay, take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment, leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.